Hi. Um, usually we have funny intros, but this week we're just telling you to go vote. That's it. Just oh. go vote. We're not telling you who to vote for. We're not telling you anything else. But it's important to participate in democracy. So go out there and vote from your friends at Get Played. You mean it can't do my baby Kratos character? Huh? I did like a whole, I like had a whole, like a whole like baby Kratos because we're talking God of War and like, you know, Atreus is his son. I thought it would be like, what if, what if Kratos was a little, little baby, little cute no. little baby? Also, that's not, I mean, as you're Way, pitching it I'm to a me, baby. <laughs> boy, I'm a baby. You know, change my diaper, boy. Wipe me, boy. Yeah, Matt gets it. I, I okay. As openings, goo goo you know, gaga boy. Generally, what we like to do with with these sketches at the top is that they have to have like legs. There has to be somewhere uh-huh. for them to go, like some place for them to heighten. And it sounds to me like, what if Kratos was a baby? Is the joke? That's it. That's I mean, the I'm the laughing. top of the joke. Yeah, it's like you know that Kratos is a full grown man but what if he was a baby but he also had the Kratos voice yeah it's like have you seen yeah. Boss Baby yeah or or Who Framed Roger Rabbit like, this is an established trope I don't yeah where are you going with it like, yeah so where you get did it you... Heather gets it I do I do but what I don't get is how you thought that that would be enough when it's already uh, those that's well worn tires we we're done yeah. Change my diapy, boy. Who? Boy. Remember to vote and bring me my blankie. There. You happy? I, no. (laughs) (laughs) We journey through 17 years of canon and anecdotes as we game and tell the God of War series this week on Get Played. to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to Get Played. I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, along with your fellow host, my fellow host, your fellow host, with fellow host, Nick Weiger. Hi, I'm my fellow host, Nick Weiger, along with our fellow host, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Get Played, where... Your video game tidbit news of the week is that Nintendo copyrighted or trademarked the coin sound. Oh, shit. Really? But yeah. Yeah. They had to submit uh, sheet music that showed what the sound was. This is really bad news for the show. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get we're in trouble. For, no, for years, for long before us. But that was uh, that's what I found out uh, today in gaming 
Did you find that via a cease and desist order? What happened? Uh, well, I picked up money and not, not, no sound happened. And I was like, what the oh, fuck yeah. is this? Oh. And the guy was like. <laughs> I ran into that the other day. I got an order of onion rings. And each time I picked one up, I was expecting <laughs> to hear the ring sound. Didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> great <laughs> we're off to a good start here on uh on get played on the We've premiere a, video game podcast the yeah. premiere video game podcast on whatever app or audio feed you choose to listen to we're there we're and there we're, and we're ready to roll that's uh, right I, I have one. We're also on Twitch. <laughs> this is so unnecessarily awkward this week. I don't know why. It's great. I, no, this is I'm great. a little I'm a little out of it. Uh Apodaga's got like seven monitors going. And then Weiger has a full like the way that we talk about 1950s cars, like Cadillacs and stuff, and they're oh my god, yes. they were so big. He has the equivalent in a in a computer monitor. And it's it's also uses gasoline. And it also uses <laughs> <laughs> Leaded. Uh, it's mm. a, a, we, so I basically reached the point where I was consistently having two or three monitors up, taking up such a huge amount of, of screen, of desktop real estate. Uh, and I was still just like struggling to find everything in its place. And so I sprung for recognizing that I work from home primarily and I sit in front of this fucking thing for untold hours and it's it's a functional piece of equipment. I went and bought a an ultra widescreen monitor, uh, which is the which is the you, you've you've seen these aspect ratios. I'm sure if you've you know been around computing, it's like it's like basically two sixteen by nine screens next to each other in one big wide boy, and it does look like the uh you know the 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 fucking windshield. Of a of an Escalade, it's fucking huge, but it is extremely functional for me. Like it's just like it's like I got my Zoom window here. I can look here. I got my notes over to the other side. I got my waveform, you know, my audio recording over the other side in case I need to make any audio adjustments. I, I got all that stuff going. So it's it's it, as far as podcasting goes, it's a dream. Weiger was gesturing around the room like Minority Report when he was trying to illustrate that to <laughs> <Yeah>. us. <laughs> Like he was like pointing full west and full east in order to be like, well, I've got my zoom windows over here. And then my. <laughs> yeah, like a weatherman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also just found out apparently I'm about to commit a murder. So I don't know what that oh, means. Oh, shoot. A red ball came that. out? A red, yeah, red ball? ball. <laughs> the, I, I wanted to say, because we are here on, on you know, whatever, however you, you listen to the podcast, we're available. And also we are on Twitch twitch.tv slash get played pod. I've been streaming usually on Wednesdays. Matt's been streaming, I think, largely on Fridays, sometimes on the weekends. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And we are planning to do, you know, a few months ago, we did our We Play, You Play for Stray. We Stray, You Stray on Twitch. We are planning to return to Twitch. Right now, the plan is for our year-end show. Our, uh, our, our GOTY show is going to be uh, on Twitch, on our Twitch channel. So, Check that out. Follow that. And uh, also, you know, you just want to catch some streams. You want us to see us play in some games. Hang out. Chat. It's a, it's a lovely community. 
it's I, I have a lot of fun on Twitch. I like it. I mean, and I know. Look, not to put you on the spot. The most common question I get in the chat is, "Where's Heather?" And I say, <laughs> I say all the time, "Heather is busier than both Nick and I combined." Yeah. <laughs> I'll sometimes just get a "You're not Heather." In the chat. <laughs> I get you're not Nick. And I'm always like, okay, wait a second. I I should, I mean, once I'm on hiatus, I should set it up so that I can stream some Fortnite because I have so much fun playing it. And, you know, uh, this week there was a big horde mode that came out and I, I beat that horde mode. And that was a lot of fun. Boy, horde mode is pretty close to all I want in life. Wow. We can, okay, set can, it, we- we can do it together non-stop violence, like non-stop with extremely limited pauses that are just long enough for you to gather all your weapons and get more ammo. So good. Uh, I, I want you to, to dig in on this, uh, but I, I feel like this kind of naturally segues into our, you know, next and generally first recurring segment. Uh, what are you playing? Fuck you guys! Oh, oh shit! <laughs> wait a minute, wait, wait RE4 merch. Yeah, I know hot. you're gonna fire me too. Who said it's too early to drink? Who oh. said it's too early to drink, huh? Jesus. What are you playing, huh? Let's hear wait, you we, say it. We came around to it's it's five o'clock somewhere, so it's I think it's it's hunky dory. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's five oh, o'clock. Hold on a second, you shouldn't be showing up. Absolutely wasted to work. I lost my <laughs> job. A really surprising recasting. I mean, I don't think you know people are in favor of it, but what for are you those do? of you, for, if you're what, if you, this is your first episode of this show, let me tell you what's going on. I'm the Resident Evil, the former Resident Evil Four merchant. Mm-hmm. I stopped by this show to ask you, what are you playing? Yes. I got I lot they recast me in the remake of Resident Evil. I I've I've been drinking for the week straight. Jesus. His eyes are just cl- like shut. Just yeah. like <laughs> clamped shut. Like he's in a coma. <laughs> I'm on the I'm on the edge of glory. Oh god. Wait, Jesus. I don't you guys were my last friends. Oh, oh, oh. oh I, I just wanted to I wanted to Sorry know that you're my that. last friends. What are you playing? Um I I last to me suggests some sort of finality, like you're planning something. And I just wanted to say that uh we love you and uh you can make more friends. So uh. we're here for you, but Somebody took my idea. Somebody took your idea. Yeah, yeah, I thought I could get on the news if I got into Pelosi's house. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe negotiate for my job back. Uh, I'm, look, I would say that probably it's for the better for you personally that someone else took your idea. Cause I don't think that would have worked out for you. I don't, yeah, I honestly yeah. don't think you could be on the show anymore. Well, it's okay for me to have the idea and still be on the show. Well, you know, a thought is a thought an action yeah, is something yeah. different. I so. guess it yeah, yeah. just depends on what your idea was. Uh, yes. Yeah. If you, uh, <laughs> Great point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if, 
All right, so... Ah, <clears throat> uh, one more time. What are you playing? Uh, well, you know what? I think Heather, Resident Evil 4 Merchant, was was talking about Fortnite. Heather, uh, t- yeah. talk about a Fortnite horde mode. Yeah, uh, so, you know, every month Fortnite changes. Right now they got some Star Wars stuff happening. Uh, love a Star Wars. You got lightsabers and blasters in that game. Nothing quite like running around as the Xenomorph with Pickle Rick on my back and a lightsaber <laughs> in my hand. Fucking wow. Fortnite. Uh, but um, yeah, so uh, there's a new mode that was released, which is Horde mode. You team up with three uh, additional players. So it's a four-person squad, and you fight all of these guys who just keep coming and they keep coming and they keep coming and you kind of have to move locations at one point and then eventually you fight a big boss and there's just waves and waves and waves of enemies. Uh, and it is an extremely rewarding combat experience with some uh, unique weaponry. And also, I i mean, I, I'm, as we know, new to Fortnite within the last few months because we covered it here on the show. Uh, but uh, <laughs> there's a... There's an attack that that puts ice blocks on your character's feet. Mm. And then what? you can't you you slide around like crazy. Uh and it's really satisfying to slide what feels like the length of the map while shooting your guns behind you at a horde of enemies trying to take you down. Uh it is I love it. I love that game. I will say that it unlike most video games Battle Royales don't leave you with the sense of accomplishment Mm. unless you get first. I've gotten so many second places now, and that's really irritating to me to get all the way down to just me and somebody else. And I I get them down to like 3% health, but they happen to catch me with one errant shell of their shotgun before I was capable of taking them out with my hammer assault rifle. <laughs> Bullshit. Um, but you don't, you, if you, if you play a battle Royale game for like an hour and you get up afterwards, you're like, what, what did I do? Whereas when you play like mm. persona or final fantasy tactics advance, you have the sense that you've like you're you're learning more about the story. You're seeing new location. I'm just doing the same fucking run over and over and over again, over and over again, like us. Like I'm in a casino, and I can't get up from the blackjack table. I, I'm I'm with you. I mean, that's that's maybe you know that's not necessarily just specific to battle royale. I think that that can be just like a single player versus multiplayer thing. And I'm much more of a single player guy. But there's also something to like like I get what you're saying in terms of you know if I'm doing a bunch of runs of a roguelike, I just kind of have to accept like I'm just having fun. I'm doing an, a fun activity to pass the time. Like mm-hmm. this is a thing that I like to do. And I'm not necessarily advancing a narrative. Yeah. You know, I'm not necessarily going to get to a cut scene. Uh, I'm just going to play this game that I enjoy. And I think that's okay. That's a lot of things. I watch fucking basketball. It's just like they play a game and then it's over and some team wins. Yeah. When I did, that's it. They they do it 82 times a season. Yeah. When, When I play Fortnite, if I can even get to fourth, I was like, I was really good at this. 
this was really good. I did a really good job. Uh, yeah. That's like usually about as high as I can get. Because any, any of those other top three people, and I'm four, I got there by mistake. <laughs> I, didn't, I mean, I, sometimes I can go on a run, you know, and like get like five people in a row and like that feels good. But then most of the time I'm looking for people and I just watching the, the count dwindle and dwindle. And then I get to right. the really, really good players, one, two, and three. And I don't even stand a chance. There's yeah, there, are, it, it, there are a few more satisfying moments than watching like if you've got if you've got a good perch and you've killed a few people to get to that perch and then you see it, it's down to you and like two other people and you see them fighting, you're like, oh fuck, I got this one. And oh, you like yes, slowly right. creep up on them and then you wait for one of them to kill the other. It's so it's like Godzilla versus King that the snake's head man. Snake's head Geodora? man? Gamera? <laughs> I told you guys I was a little out of it today. <laughs> King, You're doing great. King Geodora? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like you're Kong and you're watching mm-hmm. those two those two go at it. And then and then Godzilla's real weak and you come up and you hit him once. Has anyone done this yet? What? To the tune of Dear uh Theodosia from Hamilton? No. King Giadora. I don't think that's Has anyone done, done that? <laughs> no, I think that's the first time. You should copyright that like the Nintendo coin sound. Okay, that's fucking mine. That's just yours. By the way, when you were t- when you were going through that extended uh, uh, analogy with King Kong and uh, Godzilla and Giadora, was this Giadora? I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was picturing King Kong on a perch with a sniper rifle, which was <laughs> which would be accurate. Which would be great. To which would be Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While you're talking, you're talking online games. I'll talk about some more Marvel Snap in a second Great. Um, in terms of what I'm playing. But I, I did want to give a, an update on some New Year's resolutions. First off, this was a thing we talked about earlier in the year. And, uh, you know, people have been have been messaging me and uh, in the Twitch chat and our Discord. I first off, I think the I think my extended play sessions with Fortnite for last month's uh, episode qualifies me for my one resolution to play online multiplayer. I played a good amount of oh, online yeah. multiplayer. And you know what else? I think the Marvel Snap I'm playing, even though that is similar to, you know, online competitive gaming I've done in the past, I think also helps knock that one off. The other resolution I made was to finish Sekiro, which I haven't started, and it's <laughs> November. But I'm going to fucking do it. No, my God. All right? I'm going to fucking it, do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to finish El- once I finish Elden Ring, which I'm also uh, playing. People keep asking me about El- if I'm going to finish Elden Ring. Yes. Nick. Once I finish Elden Ring, I'm going to go to Sekiro. I'm going to finish no. Sekiro. It will happen before the end of the calendar year 2022. And then 2023, I'll have a new slate. But I just want to let people know that's happening. If this it's going to fucking happen. Well, here's no. the thing, too. You didn't have to remind everybody. Like, yeah. Nobody was going to be like, Nick, you didn't do yeah. it and punish you somehow. People uh, were reminding me. I so thought I had to you comment. were going to say, 
just to re-up on my, I thought you were about to drop the reveal that you finished Elden Ring. Uh, and then one, you haven't done that. And two, you no. haven't started the other thing. <laughs> so now what you've done, I'm mad. <laughs> it's going to happen. I don't even remember what mine was, what my resolutions were. Um, We can look that up. Hmm. I was going to say, anyway, that, that's what's going on there. <laughs> I was also going to talk about Marvel Snap a little bit. One thing about Marvel Snap, which I also stream, twitch.tv slash getplaypod, uh, there's a PC version, there's a mobile version. Uh, you know, the PC version is, people have been saying it's a little buggy. It's been mostly okay for me. The, the UI is a little quirky. It's clearly designed for mobile and just sort of, you know, this is this is it running on PC, but it's it's very playable. The, uh, you know, the mobile version is very sleek. The thing I really like about it, and for people who who didn't listen to last week's episode or aren't familiar with this game, it is a a card battler game, a deck building game uh, using the Marvel IP. Uh, and it was it was uh, direct, created and directed by some Hearthstone alums, which is the you know the Blizzard card uh, battler game. Uh, the the thing that it has that it differs from with Hearthstone right now, first off, is just like the matches are so, so much faster. Like you can get in a Hearthstone match that'll last like fucking 20, 30 minutes. And talking about what you were saying earlier, Heather, of like, if you if you play a, a match of Fortnite and, you know, you don't have the victory royale or you don't have like kind of the moral victory that I've also experienced bad of like finishing in the like the top four and feel like, hey, I did pretty good that round. Um when when you play like a lot like a like just a one-on-one card battle for like a half hour and then you lose or even if you grind out a win it is just a little bit like what the fuck was I, what are they doing you know it's just like it's it's it, it's exhausting and here the matches are so fucking fast they're generally like five minutes and i know i said this last year last week but to me it's the main attribute of this game especially for a mobile game is like i could hop into a game and i could be you know i could be waiting for a sandwich uh, at at Jersey Mike's and then, you know, play a game and then get my fucking sandwich. You know, that's not how Jersey Mike's really works, though. You're watch- we're watching him make it in real time. That was Unless a bad example. you order ahead and, you know, for some reason you get there before the sandwich is done. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. That's thank you. That's a possible scenario. That's a possible yeah. way to be at Jersey Mike's. You use the Jersey Mike's app, which is a great app. Uh, use the Jersey Mike's app, and then you got there a little bit before your pickup time. Add some time to kill. You can get in a round of Marvel Snap. The other and thing get is it, it Mike's do- way, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it does not at all feel pay to win, which is which is a which is another huge difference from Hearthstone. It's like you can spend money in this game, but like you can I'm doing free to play on PC and you just the way that the system is the way that it works is as you progress, you unlock cards. You don't buy card packs. Most of these games work on I'm going to buy a, a digital, you know, essentially a fucking NFT of of a of a card. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to pay real money for that so that it can use it in my deck. That's not how cards unlock here. Maybe that's how they'll unlock someday. But right now, the money that you spend is on cosmetics, which is great. It's also just, you know, it's got this really thoughtful design and then the great card art. I'm not even like much of a Marvel guy, a comics book guy, but just like the, the, it's just I, and I don't know how they're sourcing this art. If this is existing art. Or if they they've they've drawn uh, you know uh, new versions of these characters for the game, but whatever it is, it, it it's it's dazzling. And there's lots of cool alts. There's like pixel art versions and chibi versions of the characters. It's 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 a lot of fun. Um, and uh, I also wanted to share the music, which I think this game does really really well. Let me play a little bit of this for you guys.
I think there's a challenge for a game like this where you're hearing the same looping tracks so frequently. Like, it's not like there's a ton of music. It's not like there's a ton of music. It's like, you know, the, the tracks that you're that are in there, though, you, you hear you hear uh, a lot. And despite that, they're still they don't really get old. Uh, and that to me is impressive. So, uh, yeah, really, really like Marvel Snap having a blast with it. Um, recommended for anyone who needs another mo- uh, phone game for whatever reason. Um, Matt, it falls to you. What are you playing? Uh, well, first of all, I thought you were going to say you're wrecking maybe recommending that game to E.T. Going to need you to explain this one. It's a phone game and he phones home so much or he wants to. Maybe I'm going to cut this. No. No, I'm going to do it. (laughs) No, don't ever hear this. Here's here's what's going to happen. Hmm. is I'm going to work in E.T. references and callbacks through the rest of the episode, <laughs> which won't make sense without the initial bit. Heather, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> is the, like, like if I, I was I was partly thinking, like, wait, so did Amblin, was they, were they, like, part of the Disney purchase? No, so, so like, you're just that thinking too hard the, about it. I was just he's in the Marvel e. universe somehow? If, in, in, in the universe of my joke, E.T. got uh-huh. his want and he has a phone. But not his idea of a phone. It's a modern phone. Yeah, he has like an iPhone 13 Pro Max or whatever. He uh, touches it with, uh, with, with his finger and uncracks the screen. That'd be cool. Charges the phone. Yeah. <laughs> so see, actually, it's good that we got on this because now it's like funny to see ET with a phone. <laughs> ET take selfie. <laughs> Bring back ET. We love him. We love ET. All right. Anyway, what am I playing? You asked uh, before I went on uh, that disaster of a tangent. Um, Resident uh, Evil I, Merchant is just asleep, by the way. Well, yeah. No, it's probably my fault. We, we muted his audio. He's just been snoring. <laughs> Um, I'm still playing Vampire Survivors. Uh, you know, that was last month's We Play, You Play. We covered it last week on the show. And I've gotten even a little further. I've I've passed the 40-hour mark now. I think I'm closer to 50 hours now on, wow. on, uh, on Steam, Jeez, on my Steam please. deck. And I just, I just pick it up. And then by the time I put it down, Time has passed. It just passes me by. Um, like I streamed some the other day uh, on our Twitch channel, and I I probably streamed for a little over two hours at my at my desk, and then I went over to my couch and played for two more hours on my Steam Deck by myself. <laughs> I love it. I I just love it. I unlocked a bunch of the um, other characters, got a bunch of the other weapons. I'm really loving uh, Pugnala with, uh, with the laser guns, with the little like, oh, ball yeah. guns. Those are really fun. Um, so I've been playing around with that a little bit. I did start, I downloaded and started like playing Marvel Snap a little bit, but I, I'm keeping a distance. I like all the same things you like about it, Nick. I like the card design. I like the music. I like um, just how it looks. It looks great. But I'm just trying to... I don't know. I'm just trying to be on my phone less, I think. I think I'm trying to Smart. put my phone down. Uh, and that, 
I was already getting notifications for Marvel Snap, and I was like panicking. I was like, oh god, like I it was it was the, the the amount of notifications I was getting for the for the game. I was like, leave me alone. Um, but I might just disable notifications and have that yeah, probably you know, right be, move. be a, a Jersey Mike's line game. Uh, <laughs> that's right. I do frequent, uh, and I do want those notifications from Jersey Mike's. Um, but I also I started something this week. That is a fool's errand, I think, to try to accomplish. Mm. And it does okay. tie into this week's episode. Um, I started a new game plus on God of War 2018, thinking wow. that I would be done with it by the time Ragnarok comes out. And there's no Woof. fucking way I'm going to be able to no. do this. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. Um, but it's a very different experience playing it um, now a couple of years after I've beaten it. And also um, uh, just new game plus because... And we'll get into this, but if you remember, I was sort of like, where are my blades? I need my blades. New Game Plus, you start with the blades. You have them. You have, you have both weapons. You have everything from your final loadout at the beginning of the game. And, which is cool, but I'm, so, I'm, and I'm not at this point yet. But there's a moment. There's like a, there's like a big moment where you get the blades, and it's like significant. Sure. And it feels like it's, a, it's an emotional, sort of impactful moment. But if you start the game with the blades... That's nothing. You ain't, that ain't well, nothing. They added dialogue. Kratos is like, uh, okay, I've got, but I I've have already, these. I have them yeah. in my hands. <laughs> They're in my hands. Yeah, he like he's sort of like that 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 um apparition of Athena comes up and calling him a monster, and he's like, look, I already did this. I did this already. <laughs> I told you, I'm not your monster. Uh so I've been playing that, and um, hmm. obviously, just really excited for. Uh, for later this week, as, as as this episode drops, uh, and looking forward to that. But that's that's what I've been playing. Just little bits and pieces here and there, but still primarily Vampire Survivors. <laughs> it's a fucking great game. It's so fun. I, I watched the yeah, our, our buddies uh, David Sims and Griffin Newman have the great Blank Check podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. They've both been on, been on the pod on on our show. And they've been doing the fe- the films of Stanley Kubrick, and I've been doing uh, I've been watching you know Kubrick along with them, uh, watching and rewatching Kubrick, and so uh, I, you know found myself at The Shining last week, which is you know it holds up. It's a fucking incredible uh, incredible movie. Mm-hmm. But the 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 thought I had was what the you know they spend basically it's like okay pretty much six months in total isolation of like okay i'm gonna be up in the up in this uh, as caretaker of this hotel snowed in um just basically making sure the boiler doesn't explode uh and i've just got to keep myself from losing my mind and killing my family with an axe and (laughs) i think if i had like vampire survivors that becomes eminently doable. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, it's yeah. just like, it passes time so fast. It's just like the hours just melt by that. Yeah. I think if I, if I could, if I had that and I could download periodic updates, I'd be sitting pretty. Yeah. Yeah. You would definitely suppress the urge to kill your entire family. If you just had vampire <laughs> survivors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, coming to Xbox, maybe as yes. of, uh, maybe this week, as of this episode's release, I so, think so. I think on the 10th, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So if you if you don't have a, a PC, uh, you know, you can or a Steam Deck, you can go ahead and, and check it out on Xbox. Uh, I think it's probably on Game Pass. So there you go. Before we get to the next thing, I have like an off the show question. Okay. Is it about E.T.? 
Okay. He's real, right? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Matt. No. <laughs> no, I guess um my off pod question is um should we say that we're not doing Kojember or should we do that as an intro? Oh, great question. Um I mean, I guess we just said it now. Okay, so I guess nobody understands what off pod means. I meant I was going to say that off the pod, Nick. Oh. I was going to cut it out. Don't you get it? Well, we can still cut it out. Is This is the first I've, I've heard of this. Off pod? <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? You guys don't just keep rolling all week? Yeah, you've been sending been, us some huge files. Yeah, that's, I've, that's something I've been meaning to talk to you about, actually. My I've Dropbox is full. I've been recording for years. Uh, I feel sick <laughs> from doing it. Like, it's unsettling. <laughs> like, I'm in a black mirror or something, and this podcast never stops. And then I'm like, once in a while, I'll listen to the show and be like, why didn't, what, why aren't they using any of that stuff? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we're not doing Hideo Kojember. We 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 thought about doing it. We kind of wanted to do it again, and then we we're just kind of daunted at the amount of work that it would be given everybody's schedules right now. It, it feels like like we we got to cover. We will probably cover Metal Gear Solid Five at some point. Uh, you know, and because um, that's just like such a huge game, uh, and I've actually never played it. So there there's something there. That's a that's a bit of a of, of a gap in my uh, Kojima knowledge. Yeah. The the but you know the other game we we haven't done a Metal Gear Solid one episode. We haven't done a Metal Gear Solid four episode. There's more to cover. It's just like you take those three games and then like throw in something like. Maybe we do an episode about Kojima's podcast. Maybe we cover a Kojima Jason game like Zone of the Enders. Uh, but like that's just like, man, that's an onerous amount of game playing that we have to do or not do and then just cover these games kind of peripherally, which I think is a less fun way of doing the month. So really, we were just sort of like, it, it seems a little overly ambitious to try and make it work. Um, and maybe we'll do something a little bit more, a, a little bit more casual this month. Also, yeah, especially coming off another theme month. Now that he's got his own podcast, I think it's about time that he does uh, get made. <laughs> and he just and he just covers all the episodes of our podcast. He does an episode about Nick. He does an episode about Heather. Then he does an episode about me. And then uh, what he thinks about it. Oh, God. If, if I found out Kojima didn't like one of us, I'd be Considering devastated. he likes... He likes so much stuff. He's not like a hater. <laughs> no. He's like a guy, he's like an avid fan of content just generally. Yeah. So if he was just finally like, listen to this podcast, it sucks. Yeah. I'd be like, like oh, are man. you fucking kidding me? <laughs> he made a point of posting that? Yeah. How rude. This guy will just, who will just post like a photo of a Blu-ray of Drive and be like, great movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I do think if I just told him what movies I'd like, what I like, what movies I like, he would think that we're friends. One hundred percent. Oh yeah, for sure. We, you know what? Here, here's our in is just like we just need to let him know that we did a, a an anime a podcast about Leakerous Recoil. Oh yeah, I think that would be enough where he'd be like, oh, okay, okay, you guys are my friends. Yeah, let me scan your entire body you. and put you in a game. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, all right, let's uh, well, well, let's get to the topic of the week then, Matt. In this non-Cojember November. Okay, that's right. Um, so this month, look, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. This is a game and tell episode, folks. You read the description, right? Everyone that's right. before they press play on a podcast, they read the metadata, they see what's going on there. Like, oh, let me see what's going on on this this week before I get in. Uh, <laughs> we're doing a game. I'm doing a game and tell. I thought I would just sort of shepherd us through the the God of War series since God of War Ragnarok comes out as of uh, people listening to this uh, in like two days. It comes out this week if you're listening to this when this drops. And it's going to be one of the biggest games, if not the biggest game of the year. Um, people, I've already, I'm avoiding spoilers. I, I, I'm doing everything I can to avoid spoilers. I've seen reviews of people being like, this is basically a perfect game. Like, it's like, it's, it's you know, no shit. Um, so yeah, early, just, early review scores are tens out of tens. Yes. Like, like across the board, tens yeah, it's out crazy. of tens. And, you know, I don't think anybody was thinking that wouldn't happen uh, just because of the rapturous, um, you know, acclaim from uh, the 2018, ga- 2018 game and basically the entire series. All the lowest score on uh, any of these games on Metacritic is 80%. Like, and that's still like a really good, <laughs> that's like some of the best games of all time are rated 80%. Like, that's great. Like, that's a really good game. Um, so I figured, why don't we just start all the way back at the beginning? Uh, I've written a couple of things, like just like anecdotes um, per each like release. Some of them aren't as interesting, but this first one is pretty long. So I think I'll just start with this one first. Okay. All great. right. Uh, I first became aware of God of War while watching X-Play on G4. I was 14 years old. My birthday had passed and Christmas had come and gone. So there was no way I'd be getting my hands on the game this year. In March of 2006, I was 15 years old, and I had money saved, and God of War was released on PlayStation Greatest Hits, so I had to have it. But I am 15, and the game is rated M for Mature for blood and gore, intense violence, nudity, sexual content, and strong violence. I tried to buy it one day after school to see if they'd even ask for my ID, and they did. They asked for my ID, and they turned me away. Wow. Uh, So they wouldn't let me get it, so I had to do the only other way I could think of. Write my mom a letter. And I, I just wanted just temporary expectations real quick. I don't have the letter, oh. but I did ask my mom to look for it. And she said, sure. And then <laughs> has not, she never got back to me about it. Um, but she did, I, I, I do think she did try to look. Um, I remember being very embarrassed about writing this letter, uh, but more embarrassed to ask outright, um, which now with like, 17 years of hindsight, uh, it was more embarrassing to write. I think it was more embarrassing to write the letter than just to ask. <laughs> it's like way more embarrassing because there was a written record and my mom had to look at my thoughts on a page versus <laughs> judge me in person. Uh, I wrote in the letter that I really wanted the game and I waited for it to be on sale. And I was a big fan of Greek mythology, uh, which at the time was overselling it, but not entirely untrue. Uh, I did end up taking a Greek myth class in college for an English credit. Uh, but the game does have some R-rated content, especially uh, nudity and, and sex. Uh, I, I, but I specifically didn't mention the sex mini game that is featured in the first three God of War games, I believe. And maybe some of the PSP games as well. Um, and I know that I'm 15 and too young uh, for it, but they wouldn't let me buy the game myself. 
Uh, and I left the note in my mom's room on her bed when she got home from work. And I also put $20 in, in the letter because PlayStation Greatest Hits games were usually like 20 bucks. Yeah. Uh, now they don't really do that anymore. They just put everything on sale uh, digitally. Uh, and I left a note in my mom's room. Uh, I don't remember her reaction to it. And I may have repressed the memory of what it was, but she did buy me the game. And of course, uh, it became instantly one of my favorite games, regardless of the, uh, you know, s- nasty content uh, contained uh, within it. And yes. I, I probably replayed it a bunch of bunch of times um, until uh, God of War 2 uh, came out. So God of War 1, I'll say, all these games are developed, except for the PSP games. Uh, all of them are developed by Santa Monica Studio. And this first one is directed by David Jaffe, who I believe is, yeah, the creator of the franchise, uh, creator of uh, all the characters uh, therein. Uh, And here's the Twisted Metal alum. What's that? Twisted Metal alum. Yes, that's right. And the Twisted Metal, and I think he directed Twisted Metal Black, and then this is like his first, like, this is my game. um, That, yeah, he's kind of credited as the creator, as you said. Yes. Uh, And here's the synopsis of this, this first one. After 10 years of service of the Olympian god, Spartan soldier Kratos is tasked by Athena to find Pandora's box. To find Pandora's box, the key to defeating Ares, the god of war, who is running amok through Athens. A series of flashbacks reveals that Kratos was once the servant of Ares, who saved the Spartan and his army from annihilation in battle, but tricked him into killing his family, which forced his metamorphosis into the ghost of Sparta. Kratos eventually finds Pandora's box, and after killing Ares, he ascends Mount Olympus to become the new god of war. Have you guys played this game? Yeah, I fin- I played this game. Yeah. I think I've actually finished it twice. It's a it's a, I really really liked. I played it when it came out. I was hyped for it, and yep. um, yeah, that was that was terrific. It was a, an excellent play, including uh, including the sex mini game. Yeah. Yes, uh, I, I early I mentioned it. early threesome with the context sensitive uh, yeah. quick time event. Yes, yes. But button presses to pleasure two ladies. Yeah, really cool. Uh, Very cool. <laughs> extremely, I, ex- extremely. I cool. liked it because like the sound in that sex mini game was a weird, like it was like somebody had only heard sex once. Because <laughs> it would be like quick time event, like the little thing would be like heading towards like the square button, and you press it. You you press when it hits the target, and it would be like. Oh, <laughs> 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 and it, you could also like, uh, not that I uh, ever made this mistake, but um, if you like got the buttons wrong or like you sort of like failed the mini game, uh, the ladies would be like, "Wait, don't go!" Like Kratos, like I'd be like, "I just <laughs> like have to, like, I just have to cool <laughs> off for a second. I just, <laughs> Like you went flaccid. Yeah, like that's what happened. You're trying to maintain your erection. Yeah, I'm the god of war. No, this this happens to everybody, even gods. <laughs> um, but that I, I replayed that first game uh, a couple months ago, and I talked about it on the show, and it still plays great. It's still so good, even on the PlayStation Plus like streaming app version, or I don't know what this just the streaming version of it. I loved it. I think it's it holds up really great. I wish there was an easier way to play them. Uh, on modern hardware, but it's it's still so great. And also, the thing that I will I forgot to say, the when I first got this game, I had to buy a completely new PlayStation Two what? because my PlayStation Two I had to reg the original, the bigger one, 
Yeah, uh, big boy. And I feel like both of these God of War games, God of War 1 and God of War 2, really sort of pushed the limit of what a PS2 could like handle, basically. 100%. Like they were, they were, these games were beasts. They looked really great. They um, just were very, just very like, they're just big games. And my PlayStation 2, from like when the time I got it by the time God of War 2 came out, was basically in use for like hours and hours a day, every single day, that like it wouldn't like read the disc. Cause it also was like the family DVD player too. So it was just like, it was, that thing was worked to, like the bone basically. And I, it just would not read uh, the the disc. And so I ended up having to get the PlayStation slim, a uh, PlayStation two slim, which I still have and still for some reason works. It's a smaller package and it, it still works great. Uh, you know, however many years later, 17 years later, rad piece of hardware, that PS two slim. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's really cool looking. I, you know, Hey, I like, I like Sony's, uh, uh, big boxy boys, but also, but that, that one. And then the PS one, the, like the tiny little PS PlayStation one were just so, mm-hmm. were so sleek and, and, and miniaturized. Uh, I, I was going to talk a little bit about God of War just in terms of, because I was working in the, uh, the significantly older than Matt, I was working in the video game industry at the time of God of War's release. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, both in in terms of just, like, thinking about the game and also just, like, kind of firsthand, uh, you know, t- talking to other designers and then hearing feedback from publishers, this was an extremely influential game from a design standpoint. You know, these games that come really late in the life cycle of a console when programmers and artists have been working with that hardware for the better part of a decade and have figured out how to use every trick in, uh, check in the trick in the book, not check in the book, every trick in the book to try to, uh, you know, get every like every single uh, bit of horsepower out of this uh, this this old engine. It's it's those are, those are really, really impressive. And I think the main thing that God of War did, which was pretty novel at the time, was streaming. Uh, mm-hmm. There weren't like these discrete load screens where you go to an area and it's like, OK, we get like like they were cont- it was streaming data in. And, you know, a lot of games end up doing this. You, you, see, you see this in, in games nowadays. Even it's like, OK, when you know, when Ellie is is squeezing through a hallway uh, in The Last of Us Part Two, that's to cover up, you know, a, a streaming data so that you can load in that new section without a, a, a cut to a full screen load screen. Not that that's even like that even is that big of a deal. Like Elden Ring has fucking full on load screens. It doesn't matter. It's still a fucking amazing game, but it was a thing that you, you started to become, see a lot more prevalent um, after God of War doing it. Uh, fixed cameras. I think I've mentioned before on yes. the, 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 the podcast in terms of this specific game. And, you know, we started seeing, I think there's less of this, th- that these days, but, but, it is a thing of like you know when you when the user has control of a 3D camera, uh, you just have to be it 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 kind of limits what you can do art wise because you have to be able to render this you know uh, panorama uh, and uh, and when you fix the camera when you take that camera you can really up the 
you know, the the so-called production value uh, because you can just like, hey, we're going to be seeing this section uh, of geometry. We're going to be seeing these characters from these angles. So we, you know, we don't have to worry about rendering all this other shit. Uh, and so that's that's part of why that game looks so terrific. Also, things like, you know, the the press and hold is a specific mechanic, not the first game to do that. But it was like, you know, a lot of times the way these things work, it's like, what's the bit, the first big commercially successful th- game to do this? Mm-hmm. And this was one where it's like, hey, you're pressing and holding to open a treasure chest. That just feels good. Uh, that yeah. just tech, it, like 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 you know tactically that just feels correct. And you know we see games uh, to these days doing that. And there are also things that we we were already talking about a quick time event, but. That was a thing where it felt like every fucking game had quick time events after that. And that was one where I'll, I'll say, and I know I'm, I'm rambling here, but the the uh, you know, that was the kind of thing where you know, publishers will take the wrong lessons from things mm-hmm. and the quick time events look spectacular, but they don't particularly play very well. It's like playing fucking Dragon's Lair. Um, and uh, but that's the but like you know, publishers who aren't necessarily gamers, the executives mm-hmm. there like look at that and like, whoa, this looks great. And this game's successful. That must be why people love this game. And so all of a sudden, all the games I was working on, it was like, we got to throw quick time events in there. We have to put these 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 extremely uh, resource intensive uh, animations uh, that have limited interactivity because that's clearly what gamers want because the successful game has this. So, yeah. you know. Influence can come in terms of both for, both bottom up from uh, developers emulating and iterating on something they like, but it also can come from publishers being like, this was successful. We want you to do that. And to, and to that point, like not every game does those well. Like sometimes. No, most games like, don't. The most like they're not fun. But in God of War. Yeah, they're a blast because like still fun. It's one of the games where like. It's kind of a franchise where I'm very like one of the first franchises where I was like aware that there was like a director like there was like a vision like i didn't really know that part i guess i just sort of knew about hideo kojima and his work with with metal gear but like this game metal gear metal gear um (laughs) this game is like a movie i gotta know like it's like a big action movie it's like it's a big like sort of you know sword and sandals blockbuster type of movie that has like a specific look and a, uh, the camera moves in a specific way uh and things like that so i was just like i you know you're just really sucked into the to the world of it yeah that the presentation is is spectacular but i think the main reason that game is so fucking good mm-hmm. was the combat yes and that and this is probably something you're going to tee up matt but uh, but i mean that, that largely from what i what i remember reading was the influence of Corey barlog who was the lead animator on god of war one and goes on to be a you know, the you know the big figure in the series moving forward yeah uh why don't we get to uh god of war 2 actually um which then is released two years after god of war uh, still on the PlayStation 2. And if if we thought that God of War pushed the PlayStation, this game is fucking crazy that it came out on the PS2, I think. Like, because it, it just, it takes everything from the first game and just ups the ante and makes it like a huge, right. bigger spectacle. Um, yeah, when you would see the size of the villains in this game, you're like, what? How? Yeah. How? How it, like, is doesn't that make happening? sense that they fit on your that TV. That guy's too even. big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It's, but speaking of that, though, Heather, like there is like the first boss in God of War Two is a colossus. Is like a is a big statue that is uh, possessed by Zeus's magic. Like, and, and so it's like it, the, the scale immediately is like yeah. uh, so huge and so epic because you start the game full powered. 
because uh, you're the god of war. Uh, right. And then that power is stripped of uh, of you, uh, and then you have to go through the rest of the game. Sort of that's the you know that's the that's the like thing about games like this where you end very powerful and then there's a sequel. How do you strip the player character right. of their power with it being uh, without being uh, like a slog or whatever? You know, he gets his powers taken from him and has to get like a similar but also new sort of set of powers along the way in his second journey. Um, I'll say, oh yeah, so uh, this came out in 2007. Uh, Corey Barlog is the director. And it was sort of the co-director with David Jaff. Jaff stepped down. Uh, Jaff? Jaffe? Jaff? Jaff? I always heard it as Jaffe. Jaffe. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, he, he has a YouTube channel. We could, I'm sure he probably pronounces his name. We could probably find it out. I think it, I think I've heard Jaffe too, but for some reason, I said Jaff. Oh, man. <laughs> Big mistake. <laughs> um, and he stepped down. Uh, during the production of this game, he became the creative director uh, instead. And uh, Corey Barlog, who you mentioned was the lead animator, became the director uh, of this game. And the synopsis of this one is, angered by his fellow gods, Kratos runs amok across the city of Rhodes. Zeus intervenes and betrays Kratos, who is saved by the Titan Gaia. She tells him he must now find the sisters of fate who can change his fate and prevent his death at the hands of Zeus. Kratos is ultimately successful and is about to kill the god. Athena sacrifices herself to save Zeus and preserve Olympus and tells Kratos that he is Zeus's son and that he betrayed Kratos out of fear. Kratos then joins forces with Gaia and the Titans to attack Olympus. And so, if you remember the ending of this game, it's basically, it's it's like the biggest... Like, I don't know. It's like such a cliffhanger because you're literally on the back of a Titan and the Titan is climbing. The Titan, the Titan is mountain sized, basically. Right. And this Titan is like climbing a mountain. And so, like, you know, that in the next game, whatever is going to happen is going to be fucking insane. Like, it's huge. Uh, and my experience with this one is obviously I liked it. But I didn't have to write a letter to get this one. Uh, I was, you know, a little <laughs> older. So I was able to just get it, get it when it came out. Basically, I got it on launch. Um, and it was, you know. Did you say so, so you you say rode your own bike to the to the uh, I probably asked for a ride to Target or something, you know, oh, like so you was, rode in like somebody's basket on their bike. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, like E.T. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I yeah, th this game, I probably did have to like ask for a ride to Target because I wasn't driving. But, um, you know, it does what any good sequel does. It ups the ante. Uh, and it, it makes it the whole thing just feel bigger. Um, and I thought it was great. I think it's um, I don't know if it's hmm. It, I think I do probably like it better than God of War one uh, just because it's it's it, it's it starts more fun because wow. it, the power fantasy is like at an all time high at the beginning of the game. You're a god of war. You have every weapon at your disposal from the end of the game, and you're just like wrecking house at the start. And then you also get wings in this one. That's pretty fun. There's like interesting sort of newer um, powers that you can get. Uh, so I really like that one. Uh, and then the next one comes out on PS3, God of War 3. Um, and I'll say, this one is basically why I bought a PS3. I didn't, I took, a, it took a long time for me to get one because I just couldn't buy one uh but i think i got i think i saved my first two paychecks from when i worked at albertson's to buy a ps3 um and basically was got it 
in advance of God of War 3 um, and bought God of War 3 at launch. Um, this one is directed by, this came out in 2010, uh, and uh, these all come out basically uh, around the same time, a couple of years apart. They all come out in March. Um, and this one is directed by Stig, uh, Stig as Musin, uh, and, um, I have a couple notes here about this development actually. And Corey, ba- Corey Barlog left Santa Monica studio after the first eight months of development of God of War three. Uh, but it is said that he, um, had a major impact on the development of the game, even just from a distance and mm. that, uh, David, uh, Jaffe also contributed feedback, uh, to the game. But from what I've uh, read about the game, it doesn't have David Jaffe's original vision of what he thought the game was going to be, um, like for when he first conceived of it. Um, he said that uh, uh, God of War explains or, ult- or ultimately will explain why there are no more Greek myths. He said that it would have been hell on earth as the gods and titans battled each other for domination. Other mythological pantheons would have become involved after Kratos killed Zeus and the other Greek gods. And the result would be that humankind no longer believed in the gods. And that's uh, the only true way a god could die, according to Jaffe. Uh, which, you know, is interesting. But I don't think the um, the overall end of uh, God of War 3 uh, is uninteresting either. You know, I think uh, the choices they Wait, made... How uh, does it end? Is that the one that was supposed to end with him fighting Christ? <laughs> Yes. I'm serious. <laughs> I, I wonder if he did have. Uh, I, I feel like I heard that, that as well. Yeah, awesome. I thought. I feel like that was in an interview or something. It was going to be like Kratos versus Christ. Who do you think would win? Christ. Oh. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Fucking Jesus Christ. What kind of question was that? He's, I don't know. He just keeps respawning, and you're like, yeah. Come on. <laughs> he's like, the, Here, um, have some bread. It's me, bitch. <laughs> It's it's interesting because like the you know that I'm I'm reminded first off the I'm re- I'm reminded of Hades in terms of you know there there is like the it's obviously so in in ensconced in uh, in Greek myth but it has like you know you you unlock the aspects of weapons and those are nods to other cultural myths mm-hmm. and so like one of them you aspect you you unlock is you know the the one that's that's kind of uh the the closest it gets to acknowledging christianity is the aspect of lucifer mm-hmm. and so it is i mean i i understand thematically why they would why it would go there it's just a tricky thing to pull off and anything that's going to be released in uh the fucking us i was also going to say the 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 other thing about about hades and this is just more just my my general frustration with how with IP laws and copyright laws is uh, how much like how much worse would the world be if someone owned the fucking Greek myths? If Jesus, like yeah. Comcast owned, hey, we own, uh, you know, we own the rights to Ares and uh, and and Zeus. And if you want to do something with them, you have to get our approval. Uh, it's it's just like it's it's great that like God of War can exist and Hades can exist and all these other derivative works of this shared cultural, uh, a, a, you know, uh, 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 this shared uh, cultural object. Um, like it's it's good that that exists. It's good that shit goes in the public domain. And I wish more shit would be in the public domain by now. I yeah. disagree. I think the oh. world would be a better place if <laughs> Comcast owned Zeus. <laughs> and then we could have like the Zeus, uh, you know, CU 
and we could have like a bunch right. of Zeus movies uh, where they can't then do they can't put Hermes in it for some reason because he's owned by no. a different studio. But yeah, we can he's owned have, by Sony. We could have the idea. We could have the scene where Zeus um, is trying to eat his children, and they trick him by um, replacing themselves with stone versions of them instead. Uh, that can be in the movie. That's part of his story. Yeah, yeah um, that's fine. Uh, like the one thing I remember from uh, reading a textbook about Greek mythology. Um, and I probably got some of that wrong. Um, but <laughs> I don't remember if I did a good job in that class. Um, but here, the ending of uh, God of War 3, uh, here's, the, here's the story. Reigniting the Great War, Kratos is soon abandoned by the Titans who are the only who are only using him to exact their own revenge. Now seeking revenge against both the Titans and the Olympian gods, he is helped by the spirit of Athena, who was elevated to a new level of understanding and instructs him to seek the flame of Olympus in order to defeat Zeus. Kratos engages the gods and the Titans in a series of battles across the underworld and Olympus and, and learns that Pandora's box is within the flame. He discovers that Pandora herself is the key to pacifying the flame and allowing him to open the box at the expense of her life. After killing Zeus, Kratos refuses to help Athena assume the role of the new patron of mankind and disappears. So the end of the game is basically, he's like, I'm done with all of this. I'm mm-hmm. out. Like, he he does what he wants to do. He gets his revenge on Zeus, who fucked him over majorly. And then uh, he's basically just like, all right, peace. And then you sort of think it's done. Like, as far as, like, the, the console story, you think it's done. But... But before God of War 3 comes out, they also released uh, God of War Chains of Olympus for PSP. And then uh, just right after God of War 3, they released uh, The Ghost of Sparta. And those games, I didn't play until after I had played God of War 3. Um, And they're basically prequels set uh, in between different parts of the story. Um, uh, Like the first game is like uh, Chains of Olympus is set uh, before God of War and uh, between Ascension, which is a prequel that comes later also uh, for consoles. And Ghost of Sparta is be- is between uh, God of War and a phone side-scroller called God of War Betrayal, uh, which I never <laughs> played. But it's like the only God of War game that's not on us, on Sony hardware. Um, these are both PSP games, right? These are both, PS- both PSP games that then also got ported to uh, PlayStation 2 and then like... Uh, different collections for uh, PS3 and I think are still playable on um, the streaming uh, plan for um, PlayStation Plus. Um, I basically bought a PSP to play these games. I went into um, Target Black Friday uh, thinking I was going to get some Black Friday deals, saw that they didn't have like the Black Friday PSP uh, like deal, but they had a regular priced (laughs) PSP. God of War that's, bundle. That's such a funny, insane move. I know. And I was like, well, I still want this. I'll just pay the regular price. To and, brave and it was a, Black Friday shopping crowds yeah, to buy a like, full price item. I know people pushing people pushing each other over for TVs and fucking uh, like uh, toaster ovens and stuff. And me, no line at the full price PSP. I had no fight. There were dozens of them. <laughs> uh, but it, it, it was a black and red PSP, which I still have. And it, it came with uh, both the God of War <laughs> games and a UMD disc of the film Kick-Ass. Um, with, Hell yeah. Which is fun. I, I you know, uh, for 
I haven't seen it in a long time, but uh, when I saw that movie, I really liked it. Um, and after I played both of those games on my PSP and probably did watch Kick-Ass on the UMD on a worse quality <laughs> than the Blu-ray of it that I owned. <laughs> uh, UMD I, was cool format, though. The, the loudest discs ever. Because <laughs> they're also encased. It's not just that the discs itself are loud. The discs are encased in like a rattly plastic. So like right. they're they're and the the disc part is like half loose. So like it's spinning in there and just like against the like the fucking uh you know the player and the inside. Um, but those are like the two PSP games that I owned. <laughs> like I didn't like really go in on the PSP library. Like I basically got it just for that. I did buy. Um, Metal Gear Peace, Peace Walker later, but never like uh, got super into it. Um, and so then that that put the PSP uh, to rest. Uh, I really like uh, I never played the PSP versions. Uh, I never played the PSP games. I, I didn't get around to honestly to God of War two or three until the collection was released with all of them, which I which I looked up and saw it's called it was called God of War Saga, mm-hmm. uh, which was which also included the PSP games, but I just I just didn't play them, um, and I never finished three. Uh, and then I I there was a there was a remaster of three for PS4, right? Yes, that's We're right. Probably gonna get to that. Uh, well, yeah, I I, I mean I, I guess I wasn't, uh, but it is worth. Well, you know, I mean, you, you, know, you don't have to. I mean, it's just no, no, no. Let me just uh, type something up real quick. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, they did. They did do a remaster for it, um, and people love it. It's it's good. It's like you know, it's just like it's the same game, but it's like it's it's playable on uh, PS4 hardware. Uh, the thing to note about the PSP games that uh, they're developed by uh, Ready at Dawn. Um, and the second one, Ghost of Sparta, was written by Corey Barlog, but he was not at Sony at the time. But he wrote the game, um, which I think is just an interesting thing uh, to note. Uh, I don't spend too much time uh, on those really because they're good, and but they're like not. I feel like they're not essential to the overall story because I would imagine that when making a game like that, especially making a PSP game, uh, you'd have to guess that like people that own consoles and PSPs aren't one-to-one so they're not really like sure uh i think they're great games i think you know for a psp those those games the way they play on the psp is shocking to me because like the psp is such a delicate little piece of hardware uh that i'm like it's a miracle that this thing runs a game like to me like that 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 PSP was a marvel to me um that the, the, yeah. the fact that it exists and it, it doesn't feel worse you know you use all the the control buttons on the DualShock 2 uh for the PS2 but you're limited you have half the amount of buttons basically um well not half but like you only have the two triggers and one thumbstick yeah. uh one like and it's barely a stick you know it's like a little slider um uh, on the PSP and it's still, I thought it played great. I thought they played great. I thought they were really fun. Um, then in, in, in 2013, God of War Ascension comes out. And God of War Ascension is a prequel uh, uh, directed by Todd Pappy. Uh, and it's just like, it's a prequel to uh, the entire uh, series. It's set six months uh, like after uh Ares like tricks Kratos into killing his wife so it's like right in like the beginning stages of his grief and his transformation into the ghost of Sparta uh Grim. and 
it's obviously well before in the first game he's about to jump off a cliff. Um, that, that's uh, <laughs> the inciting incident, uh, which I forgot to mention that, yeah, the, the game opens with your hero, your player character, uh, seemingly falling to his death. Uh, that then comes into play later in the game, of course. Uh, By the way, while, while, you, while you're yes. on that, uh, an incredible title screen. Yes. And the way that that seamlessly goes in that opening cinematic is fucking rad. You start on like Kratos's face, yeah, and then when you start a new game, it that that's like that that ended up being like that was like the pause screen of the cinematic of him, uh, you know, a, a leaping to his death. Yeah, really, really cool. It's fucking um, rad. The fact that it, yeah, no, it's it's really really amazing. Um, uh, this game also had multiplayer. It had like a multiplayer aspect where you're like on like a sort of map, and you can fight against other like not Kratos, but like. You have similar powers, I think, as other Spartan soldiers. Uh, and I just like, why? Like, that didn't sound fun. Like, I don't know. That didn't sound uh, that interesting uh, to me. I never messed around with it. I think that was the era when they, they basically were like, well, shit, every game's got to have multiplayer. Mm -hmm. There was like a period in the, in, you know, where it was just like the idea of a single player only game was like, ah, they, they, they put, a, they put multiplayer in Uncharted as well. You know, it was the same sort of thing. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure every time I play a video game, I'm Kratos. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, I, I will say, <laughs> Kratos I, at this point is like a very different character too. He's like sort of like a cartoon. He, the, the, the games itself are a little more cartoony, right? Like because uh, it has like, um, I think the newer ones have, uh, which we'll get to in a second. The newer ones have, uh, a combo counter, I think, but like in the uh, Greek myth era of Kratos, the combo counter says things like grisly and like brutal uh, and things like that. It's a little more entrenched in like um, sort of edgy kind of, um, you know, Mortal Kombat. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Excellent. <nut>. Excellent. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> And that's per like that's you know it's fun and it's like it, he just was sort of like a different guy. He was very much like uh, an early two thousands or uh, early twenty tens sort of type of character. Um, but by the time Ascension comes out, I didn't I didn't finish Ascension. I'd played so much God of War up until this point, and I was you know I think I was just sort of burnt out. There, like, especially in that last cup that stretch, I had played God of War three. I had played two PSP God of War games. Uh, probably replaying God of War 3 when Ascension is out. And Ascension is sort of just more of the same, and I just didn't feel like that it was, you know, I thought that trilogy ended so well and that the story was already told. I already had prequels. I didn't need more prequel. I was kind of just done with it at this point, and I still have never finished Ascension. I never went back to it. Um, yeah, I mean, you're looking at at, what, six, seven games in, in, in eight years, basically? Yeah. I mean, they just, they just, you know grew that franchise it, it, it really really quickly really quickly yeah no they, they they yeah they blasted through it um and so yeah at this point I, I really thought i was done uh with god of war um so like three years go by basically 2016 and uh sony santa monica shocks the mm -hmm. e3 audience with a special live gameplay trailer uh and nick i, I believe you have that that clip for us here Dome hammer doesn't scare me. Boom! 
Boy. Boy. People are seeing like who they don't know is Atreus playing, and they don't know what they're Your seeing. Your knife. Yeah. It belongs to you now. The deep voice is off camera. What for? We're also getting shots of, I believe, Barlog holding a controller. Yes. To hunt, yes. Yes, sir. Then show me what you know. So the crowd goes fucking crazy because this is the first time they've seen Kratos in three years, which is a longer gap for God of War. Um, and yeah, Kratos just that, that that huge pop obviously was when Kratos showed up. Yes, and he, you know, <laughs> it's when they saw snow in the trailer. <laughs> like, yeah, snow. <laughs> Look at that mountain! Oh my god! Oh whoa! So Fuck. yeah, this is like, obviously. Uh, I- Audiences like first look at the new God of War. Um, not it was uh, the first not the first game not set in Greek mythology. So that was interesting to people being like, oh, like, is this like a complete reboot? Is this a like is, what, what, what is this? Like, how is how is Kratos in this if he was in Greek mythology? Um, because mythologies don't usually blend together or mix, you know, they're usually like the sort of similar stories told from a different cultural perspective. Um, but so people were interested in that. Uh, and then the game comes out in, in 2018. It's also directed by Corey Barlog. Um, there's a great documentary about the development of God of War 2018 called, uh, raising Kratos, um, that really focuses on Barlog and like, uh, it's just really, really interesting. Um, he seems like, like, this is not like a, a criticism. He seems like, you know, being a AAA developer seems like an intense job. Uh, so, like, watching that process seems pretty intense, and it, it seems to take a toll on him, like, almost, like, physically and mentally. Like, it's, like, it's very, very interesting what uh, he goes through um, during the development of this game. Uh, and just watching the process, yeah. too. Watching the motion yeah. capture, watching um, the two actors... Uh, he he looks I mean like you can physically see the wear and tear on him like over the course of the the year not unlike say if E.T. were sick and he was (laughs) that is true pale (laughs) he was he did look like dog poop at one point like dried dog poop Uh, and a bunch of people in hazmat suits are working in the office Um, no I I know firsthand like you know uh, what what trying to make a bad game does to you i mean that <laughs> that ages you like a president yeah. i can't imagine trying to make a good game yeah it's just it's so fucking it's it's just just making a game at all that even fucking works that you can ship is uh, is so onerous and uh to fucking also do that extra layer of like oh wow this looks and plays great yes and just a quick note about god bless uh, him cory barlog after actually uh after he left during the production of or during the development of god of war 3 he worked at lucas arts for a time and then he was developing a tie-in game for uh, mad max fury road with avalanche studios but that never materialized but there was a um very good i think um mad max uh video game uh i think released in 2016 2015 2016 very fun game uh and then in um in twenty in twenty twelve, he joined Crystal Dynamics to direct 
the cinematics for the new Tomb Raider, but left in 2013 where he rejoined uh, Santa Monica Studio to then begin work on uh, God of War, um, the new God of War. Um, And so this game is set many years after the events of God of War 3. Kratos has ended up in the world of Norse mythology in ancient Norway in the realm of Midgard and has a son named Atreus. After Kratos' second wife and Atreus' mother, Faye, passes away from an unknown cause, the two set on a journey to fulfill her final wish of spreading her ashes at the highest peak of the Nine Realms, later revealed to be Jotunheim. Along their journey, they are attacked by Baldur, who was sent by Odin to get Faye in order to prevent Ragnarok, unaware she has died. After Kratos kills Baldur, the three-year-long Fimble winter begins, with Ragnarok soon to follow, which was not supposed to occur for another hundred years. While Baldur's mother Freya swears revenge on Kratos, he and Atreus complete their journey and discover that Fey was a giant who had foreseen the future and chose to remain in Midgard. It is also revealed that Atreus was originally named Loki by his mother before Kratos renamed him in the memory of a former Spartan comrade, which I think is quite rude. (laughs) Well, you got to justify it somehow, but yeah, it is a little rude. It's nice that he wants to remember his buddy, but I feel like that's something you got to talk over with your significant other. You can just rename somebody. And then she did like, like she, and then also she died. So like, there's an element of that of like, that's extra, that's extra dark. And in this game, this game's a little, like, it's a little more grounded. It's a little more of a, like, uh, what would you call it? It's more of an intimate story kind of, because it's about, uh, a father and son and they don't really like, not necessarily like get along, but like, it's very much like, uh, like Atreus. Classic Joel and Ellie relationship. Yes. He's sort of a burden at the beginning of the game. And uh, Kratos is frustrated that he's not ready to take on this task and uh, really, you know, uh, succeed, uh, you know, because he's like, he's, he used to be the God of war, you know? Yeah. Um, It's a real Wolverine. And then the girl from Wolverine sort of relationship. Yeah. Why why won't you tell me what your life used to be like, Dad? I used to fuck <laughs> two boy. women at once, boy. How do you think you came to be, boy? <laughs> From my fucking. <laughs> uh, do you think he called his wife wife? <laughs> hey, wife. Where's boy? Um, but... With this game, I've talked about this on the show a little bit. It didn't grab me, which is insane to think about now because I would consider it one of my favorite games of all time um, and many consider it to be one of the greatest games of all time. Uh, I put it down shortly after, like not shortly after starting it, but after sort of being frustrated with it and not clicking and not clicking with me uh, and I picked it up again a couple of years ago uh, and I realized the thing that I was missing was my fucking blades, baby. The blades. And so when I, and the thing was though, where I had left off, Mm -hmm. if I had played for like an hour and a half, like two more hours, I would have gotten my fucking blades. I got them very (laughs) quick when I restarted. (laughs) Embarrassing. Um, Yeah. But after finishing that game, then them uh, announcing God of War Ragnarok, that sort of brings us to the present day now. And um, like I, I, God of God of War twenty eighteen is you know I'm not saying anything new. It's incredible. It's like we all loved it. We all played it. Uh, I think it has I, like I it's I fought I fought that Valkyrie queen or whatever the fuck yeah. the so 
I have not ever in my life. I think I beat uh, M- Melania, Melania, mm-hmm. Blade oh. of Mikola. Yeah. I beat her faster than I beat that fucking Valkyrie when I <laughs> beat that Valkyrie. <laughs> fucking, oh. Now the, you have the, special the, armor and you can take on the Valkyrie queen. What? Now? <laughs> <laughs> The the look it, it it's it's a it's a, like you Matt I had I was not grabbed at first by this game I could appreciate it, it it's it's its scale and its sculpt and its its refinement but you know it I I like played it a little bit I was like okay and then I came back to it and I think it might have been that I got a PS4 Pro mm-hmm. I think that might have been the the thing that just like I I had upgraded my hardware and th- that was one that really benefited from the Pro. It's just like it, 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 you know, it was really pushing the PS4 to its limits. And then obviously the remaster that they put out on on PS5, or I guess pseudo remaster, kind of upgrade. You know, yeah, it's, it's like a, a it's just like a yeah, yeah, it's like a 60 FPS version. Uh, and uh, and then also it's on PC now. That like you know, it it you can really it the you could really appreciate its art direction. Um, and and the technical uh, prowess behind it. What I was gonna say is. First off, just an, an an incredibly smart narrative choice in terms of bringing new life into the franchise to move it to Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. It's like that was just such a way of like how like what are we gonna do again in Greek mythology? Can't really, I don't know. It's such well tread ground. We killed yeah, Zeus. let's like we killed yeah, the let's, guy. Let's, right. Let's let's move it to something else. I thought that that, that was just like really savvy, uh, just creative solution uh, in terms of of making the series not feel stagnant. And then the other thing is just like, and this is a this feels like a magic trick, uh, certainly for the the first time you play through it. The unbroken camera shot taking you all the way through the game. Yes, I mean mm-hmm. that's just that's such a cool way to have yeah. a three D camera implementation. Uh, and it's and it's just like it's it's just really impressive that they were like, fuck it. We're just going to do it. and We'll figure it out that. And also, like, even just like it is some of the most beautiful environments I've ever seen in a video game. Like, it's just like unbelievable what they yeah. like, what they did with this game. And then just like the, the just the story itself and like the performance. Like I was saying, like the performances of Christopher Judge and uh, shoot, uh, I think his name is Sonny, uh, the kid. Um, he's fucking great. Um, really good actor. Uh, it, they're both fantastic. And then the, the supporting cast is really great too. Jeremy Davies is in the game. Wild. Uh, he's very good. Um, it's, it's, it's a masterpiece. Uh, it's, it, you would think, how could they possibly top this? And then they're like, okay, Ragnarok's coming. There's been a lot of like, uh, you know, between the years of, uh, 2018 and uh, in 2020, uh, like when's the next God of War? When's the next God of War? They finally teased that Ragnarok's coming, um, and it was originally slated for uh, 2021 release, but was delayed obviously because of uh, the impact of COVID on uh, video game development, and also um, uh, Kratos's voice actor Christopher Judge had some health issues that made them uh, delayed as well. Um, it should also be noted that video game fans, of course are going to be video game fans. When this game was de- delayed, mm. uh, fans of the game, you know, use whatever quotes you'd like to use, um, harassed the developers uh, and, you know, was, like, specifically sending, uh, like, threats of sexual harassment to 
um, Alana Pierce, one of the game's writers and a content creator uh, in her own right. Uh, and people like Corey Barlog had to come to her defense and say that, you know, he was the one that delayed the game, not um, like anybody that works, you know, sort of like, quote unquote, like below the line. He was like, hey, I'm making this. I'm the director of this game. I delayed it. I said it wasn't ready. Um, so people. Well, wow, you mean a single writer didn't have the power to delay an entire yeah, project? A single this- new writer to Sony Santa Monica. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't her idea. Yeah. And then also, uh, if you can believe this, there are people who are mad that uh, fake video game characters are uh, black. Um, there is a character who is um, depicted as uh, as uh, as a black person. Uh, and they're like, but they're in set in Scandinavia. It's like it's a fucking video game with a, a guy who's killed gods. Shut right. up. Yeah. Yeah, that that sector of the that that sector section's gotten really annoying. It's, it's like, also yeah. it's it's ti- it's tired. Yeah, it's yeah. like the most boring thing that you can say about something. Yeah, it's never new. It's never like a new yeah. thing. They don't they never find a new <laughs> angle uh, for being like a piece of shit. It's always like I'm racist. It's like okay, yeah, we sort of got that. I'm sexist. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, any got anything else? Nothing. Never. I want to hear from like the like at this point, I'm more interested in the the more niche crazies like the like the uh, you know, the the extremely hardcore anti circumcision uh, activists. <laughs> like, I just want to see their take on God of War Ragnarok. I can tell Kratos is cut. <laughs> <laughs> Kratos, wow, I love your circumcised penis. (laughs) (laughs) Square button. That is unused recorded dialogue from the game I just played. Um, But that sort of brings us to now. You know, it's like it's. Wow. And we went through all of God of War. Um, Thank you for indulging me. Um, These are these games are my favorite. I, I I love them. I, they're very special to me. Uh, they're very impactful games. I think not just to me, but to uh, you know gaming as a whole, and probably to a lot of people out there. And I think it was cool to um, to spotlight them a little bit because we talk about them a little bit, but not you know not that much. Yeah. Th- this is this is so. I'm 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 curious. Uh, two thoughts. Uh, two que- uh, two questions I have for you, Matt, as a super fan of this series. One, where does this franchise rank among? The Tony Hawks, the Metal Gears, the yeah. Kingdom Hearts in your uh, uh, in your pantheon. And second, uh, what is your favorite game in the series, or what are your favorite few games of the series? In order, I okay. So where it ranks for me, I do think I know I talk about Tony Hawk a lot, and it's like it's definitely that is like some of my favorite games. If we if we're making like a top five, I'm probably putting Tony Hawk at five. And it could be bumped at any time. Like, I, I love it. Mm. And it's like, it's, uh, you know, it's like, um, it's relaxing to me. But it, 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 I, would, I wouldn't say it, it is like close to like a Kingdom Hearts necessarily, even though I talk about it so much. Um, and also a new Pokemon game comes out this month. This is a big month for me. Oh, yeah. This is huge. Um, I would probably say, hmm, God of War honestly might be like number two, number three, depending on the day. Because um, like wow. Kingdom Hearts probably is number one. Um, sure. And then maybe I'd say probably Pokemon is fourth, 
But that, I might have to reevaluate this list too because we're forgetting a big one for me is the Prince of Persia franchise. Oh, of course. Um, and mm. th- but those games, they're freaking collecting dust. No movement on those. Yeah, uh, yeah. nothing. It's nothing. So I might have to actually just remove that from the list entirely um, at, at, at a certain point. Um, you know, maybe number six. Um, cool. But uh, yeah, you hate to see it. It's not even in the top five. Uh, but yeah, I would say probably God of War is, uh, is in, in the higher threes, maybe number two. Um, and my favorites in the franchise, obviously 2018 is like, I don't know. It's like Breath of the Wild. Like it, it's like it's like how could you say anything negative about that game? It's per, it's pretty much perfect. It's 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 fantastic. Um, but outside of that, I really loved. Like I said, I really loved God of War two. Uh, something about that game really spoke to me. I just really I think I just loved that uh, that one quite a bit. Um, and God of War three is like special because it's like the God of War game on PS three. So it's just like it's just notable. Um, but I really liked Ghost of Sparta. Ghost of Sparta mm, uh, for PSP was like, I, of the two PSP games, I was like, this one rips. It's so good. And it's just, wow. they're just tight little stories, just little, like, uh, just gives you a little color about what Kratos is all about because it would seem like not a lot because they sort of just tell you like, hey, this guy, he's a really angry guy. He's really mad because he was tricked into killing his family. So you're sort of like, OK, well, like that's why he's so mad. Um, but then you, you sort of just learn a little bit more about him. Uh, and there's really honestly not much more to him than that. He's sort of just an angry guy who, uh, you know, likes to smash. Right. He's an angry, horny guy. But it's also so funny because, like, I think I mentioned this uh, a couple months ago when we talked about, when I talked about playing God of War again. In, like, uh, you find, like, an item in the beginning of the game, like, after the sex minigame. And it's, like, a note in his journal on this ship that he uh, is traveling to from, like, the tutorial stage to, like, where the beginning of the game starts. And this note's, like... No amount of women will replace the love of my wife. Like, Kratos right. is a wife guy. He is a wife guy. He's the ultimate wife and guy. And he's so sad that he's like, not even fucking two women can... No. ...can, can fix the hole in my heart. <laughs> uh, we've, we've gone way long, but there yes. is one more clip I want to share. Um, uh, and uh, I'll, I'll just play this, and then we can talk about it. Okay, great. Oh, God. God. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, now everyone's gonna think this is the E.T. episode. <laughs> I actually, Heather, do you want to play your? Because you actually worked on a a Rick and Morty uh, PlayStation God of War Ragnarok ad. Yeah, why don't we play it? I don't know the legality, it? but let's put it right here on the podcast. Rick, are you shaving your head? We're going on an epic adventure, Morty. <laughs> what? God of War, Morty, the new one. Kratos is a dad. The kid is curious. Like you, Morty. You're curious. <laughs> what does shaving your head have to do with... Why do we have to do anything, Morty? I don't know. Because of fear? Wrong, Morty. Money? Uh, yeah, but not this time. Love, family? I I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's good, Morty. Find your motivation. We have to make choices, and, and we have to face the consequences. We're going to the Nine Realms. Oh! Ugh. 
Finally, the Leviathan Axe and other unannounced <laughs> upgrades. I thought this was about us. Huh? Yeah, oh. sure, whatever you want. Oh, can you use that thing on the, on, on the birds, please? And get blood on it? No. God of War Ragnarok, rated M for Mature, available on PlayStation. I found a boat, Morty. You're going to row, though, not me. It's a it's a big axe, and I have to make sure it doesn't get wet. <laughs> that's rad. Uh, we, uh, Heather, that, that that came out great. That's that's terrific. Really and also a... I may have said it before, but it's it, it's great to watch it again. And I was also going to say that that reminded me of the Leviathan Axe, which you I know you're the Blades guy, but I'm the Axe Man. Yeah, well, the Leviathan Axe is fucking rad. I'll say replaying it, I was wrong about the Axe. The Axe is really good. It's great. I'm really excited a- to see how it's used again. Axe is fun. Axe is fun. Axe is fun. Axe is fun. I actually know some things about the game because of the stuff I was given for wow. that commercial. But I can't, I couldn't, I still can't talk about them. No. But you guys wow. will know in just a, a little bit of time. In just two days. Just two days. Uh, well, yeah. a little more than two days for us right now in this present moment, am I right? <laughs> what are you talking yes. about? That's not how time works. We, mm-hmm. this is, <laughs> this is aired as we are speaking. Oh, I forgot we're live. And I record for weeks at a time until the until that moment happens. I know we got lines right up. We got to streamline the system. Yeah, really cumbersome. Uh, any other thoughts on this on God of War? Or should we uh, should we do a segment? I think it's time for a segment, and I think it's time segment. for a new segment. Wow, that's right, folks. Can Nick and Heather guess how long it takes to beat a game without going over? It's time. For Game Overtime. Game Overtime. Wow. It's time for Game Overtime. Yeah, and I thought I sort of thought it was overtime. Gonna, it's Game Overtime, motherfuckers. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> My favorite video game character of all time. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, e. the motherfuckers guy. <laughs> yeah. E.T. phone home, motherfucker. <laughs> Why is that so funny to Nick? <laughs> I like it. Uh, I finished, by the way, we've been going so long, I finished both of my beverages. Oh, Jesus. Sorry. So, yeah, we're going long. No, it's uh, okay. This is great. Uh, okay. So all these completion times are sourced from howlongtobeat.com. And um, just for a, um, just as a note, because on on how long to beat, there are usually three times given for a completion time. Uh, main story Main and extra and completionist. I'm talking main story. Just blasting Great. through the main story without doing any of the like extra things that you know, not trying to platinum it. Okay. Um, so I have a couple games here. Um, some that we've we've all played these games, so we are all very familiar with these games. It's going to be up to the two of you. Uh, you know, you're going against each other to say how long it takes to beat the game without going over, and closest to without getting going over wins. Sort of prices right rules. Make sense. Yep. Yes. All right. Here's the first game. Death Stranding. Boy. Oh, Heather. Is it do we we both just give it and then Yeah, and you then can you, you can say, yeah, I think I'll hear from both of you unless you you know, unless okay, you have, Yeah. Exactly. We'll hear from both. But of we you. can still say boy if we want to. You can still say boy. Okay, uh, great. 13 and a half hours. Hmm. Okay. This is main story completion. Main story completion. Yes. For Death Stranding, um, 
I think it's more it's it's more than Heather has said, but I don't want to go over. I'm gonna I'm gonna say 34 hours. Okay, Nick is on the board with one point. Closes without going over. According to howlongtobeat.com, 40 and a half hours for the main story wow. of Death Stranding. It's I'll also, also say this about how long to beat is I feel like they're usually I think maybe the people who who report to the site are more avid gamers, so they tend to be a little bit quicker, yeah, uh, than 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 I think a lot of people experience. So, uh, you know, use that how you will to adjust. I mean, uh, that's just my intel. I don't know if that's that's true or not, but that seems to track with my experience. Okay, the next game, The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Um, hmm. 22 uh, hours. Got 22 hours on the board. Boy. Nick. <laughs> I think it's, I, I, I think it's closer to 37 hours. So we've got 22 and 37. Nick with another point. The main story of Breath of the Wild, according to howlongtobeat.com, 50 hours. Are, are, are the people playing these games running the whole time? Because I feel like... I feel like... <laughs> Let's assume that these are an average gamer. Not a Heather gamer. Okay, okay. All right, let me... I'll, I'll try and reframe my, my own brain here. Okay, here's another game. That one's tricky because you can just sprint to Ganon and beat him if you uh, if you have the the skills, you know. Yes. Uh, but but I think that ga- that's talking about going through progressing through the actual story of yeah, like trying to beat running. all yeah. four of the yeah guardians or what have you. Uh, They're guardians, right? What are they called? I don't fucking remember, dude. Guardian guardians? That sounds right to me. It sounds right. This game I spent 150 hours playing. Yeah. I can vaguely remember. <laughs> One of the games I would say is the one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> An all-timer. Yeah. Okay. Here's the next game. Super Mario World. Super uh, Mario World. Boy. Nick. 11 hours. Heather? Six hours. I think Heather might take it. It is closest without going over. So I have to say, neither of you are correct. Wow. We got five hours for the main story. Ugh. If you're just zipping An through. An average of five hours. Yeah. yeah, I guess if you're just, if you're not trying to get all 96 levels, mm-hmm. that still feels a little aggressive. I think that's people who are playing it now, who played it growing up and know how to get through the game. And are really, I think if you actually, good. yeah, I think if you were actually playing that for the first time without a guide, it's probably closer to 10 hours. Probably take but, you weeks. But, yeah. I'll, de- I'll defer to the how long to beat self-reporters. Next game. Disco Elysium. Main story. I'll, I'll say, uh, first I'll say boy, and then I'll say Nick. 19 hours. Heather? 20 hours. Heather's on the board. That's with one right. point, prices righted me. You got prices right. That's that's how you can that's how you can, you know, play this game. It's allowed. Uh the answer is 22 hours. Wow, we were both very close. 22 hours. Um 
All right, here we go. Moving right along. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. This is the... This is not Sonic Adventure 2. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Yes, exactly. For the uh, the Genesis. I'll let Heather guess first. One and a half hour. Z. Three hours. Oh, Nick. If only you didn't. Go over. Oh, my God. Heather, on the board again. The answer... Two and a half hours. You went over by just that much. Wow. Should have priced this right at Heather. So we're at a tie. But don't you worry. I see I see you guys starting to sweat over there. He doesn't have yeah, a tiebreaker. He doesn't have a tiebreaker. What's going to happen? He doesn't have a tiebreaker. Sweat's pouring off my face. Guess what? I have a tiebreaker. And Nick, sorry. But you might not know this one. Hmm. Because you haven't finished the game. Elden Ring. How long does it take to beat the main story? Main story. I'm going to say. Again, if you're kind of mainlining it. I'll go 51 hours. And that may be too high. 40 hours. Elden Ring takes 54 hours to complete wow. the main story. Wow. Nick is the winner of Game Over Time. Wow. Wow. And th- this episode went into overtime, that's but that right. was a lot of fun. Uh, so that's this week's Get Played. Follow us on social media at Get Played Pod. Our music and engineering are by Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs. And this month's We Play, You Play, is going to be, you might have guessed it, God of War Ragnarok. That's coming Monday, November 28th. I kind of wanted to pitch doing Persona 5 Royal instead, but we should do Ragnarok. You didn't tell us this. I just think, I mean, I was thinking a bit about it today, and I was like, ah, it would be, might be fun to do Persona 5 Royal. But Ragnarok's what's, good. What's nice about, let me, let me, I'm going to back you up for a moment, Weiger, just okay. here live on the show as it's being broadcast, uh, which is that Persona 5 is available on many more platforms. Yeah. And one of the most frequent complaints about We Play, You Play is when it is dependent on a single platform. Mm-hmm. Because then fewer people get to play along. Sure. So are you voting for Persona 5? I'm just saying it was something we could do. You know, that might be cool. And I've, wanted to, I've been wanting to play that game and Matt's already playing it. And I've got it right here this. beside me on, on, to my left. Is Persona Five the thing? Okay. Well, we're all we're all going to be playing Ragnarok anyway. Is the other thing, so it becomes a thing of like, well, now are we not playing Ragnarok so we can play Persona Five for the podcast? I mean, I'm going to be playing say, Fortnite. Like, I don't know. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to be playing Marvel Snap <laughs> and Elden Ring, which I will finish, and then Sekiro and um, Sekiro. Do we really want to make the pivot? Is what I'll just put on the table. Should we just make a poll? Can we do that? Can we do a poll on our social media? Be like Ragnarok versus Persona 5 Royal? See what people think? We could, uh, but they have to lock it in by Friday of this episode, probably. Is that enough time? Yeah, I think so. 
Could we put the poll up on Monday? Well, honestly, we could close it out by uh, do we close it out by the next day, or the, the, we could we could have it open for like forty eight hours or something. Okay, that's good. How Free about time that? For people to vote. Yeah, there will be a poll on our social media. I hope people wow. see it. This month's We Play You Play will be your choice: God of War Ragnarok v Persona Five Royal. Whichever you choose, go ahead and vote. Probably, I guess, on our Twitter account. Uh, that uh, you'll make the decision, and we'll cover that on Monday, November twenty eighth. Uh, we, by the way, we did not plan on doing this. No, this is shocking to me. <laughs> uh, check out a premium show. Get animated as well, Heather. We're watching Chainsaw Man. We're watching Chainsaw Man. If you aren't online and you don't, I don't know how you found this show, but you're like, <laughs> what the, what is Chainsaw Man? It's the best show on television right now after Andor, Chainsaw Man, and maybe The Vow, but that's because I'm a Vow head. Uh, Chainsaw Man, wow. we're watching Chainsaw Man, uh, a, a story about a guy whose head is a chainsaw. <laughs> He's got to kill people with it. Uh, it's it's actually a lot more than that, but you can subscribe to our uh, Get Animated podcast on patreon.com slash get played. The name of this show this is Get Played Presents Get Animated. Or you can uh, listen on Stitcher Premium about a month later. Uh, and this week we are covering episodes four and five. No, five and six. Three and four. Sure. I love I've seen all of them so many times now. I just love a chainsaw man. Love that chainsaw, man. Love that yeah. power. You would. My girl, power. You're a girl. <laughs> oh, uh, you got played. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks, Matt. Axe is fun. Axe is fun. Axe is fun. <laughs>